you and my buddy Wyatt. Quick-witted and smart. Okay. We're, this is the intro. I'm not gonna, this is the, uh, this is straight raw audio that I'm gonna post for our interview right now, Ryan. Can you so, hear the sound of me flossing my teeth? Yep. Ryan's flossing his teeth, getting ready to do a big pod. Yeah. Um, my name is Jeff. This is the Midlife Surfer Podcast. It's been about three, what does that be? Three or four weeks? What does that be? Oh, the trunk's open. That's uh-huh. probably, that's Stand probably by. On, on me. Stand by. I don't know how these Honda Pilot. My windows, <laughs> my windows open. Yeah, uh, me fill some dead air. Maybe do yeah, a, fill some do air. a little song. Hey, welcome to the Mid Midlife Surfer Podcast. Fast Surf Podcast Worldwide. <laughs> don't worry, buddy. I handled it. Stoke City, bitch. What did you say? Oh, I just gave a little <laughs> intro. Right on. Cool. Thank you. So Ryan gave a proper intro to the podcast. This is the great Ryan Lynch of Timber Surf Co. And and, uh, we just got out of the water. And um, I don't know. It's uncouth to name any spots, isn't it, Ryan? Uh, We can name. You want to name it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. We went to Stockton. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It wasn't necessarily Stockton, but it was a place. It was a place, place with rocks and a view of rocks. Yeah, and um, that's nice. I took my brand new twin pin that Ryan Lynch so kindly shaped, um, at a fair value, good board, great price, good quality, good craftsmanship. The thing about Ryan, and um, for whatever reason, he's friends with me, which I appreciate, is that uh, you know he'll take time to know what you're into as a surfer. This would be my third timber board, maybe fourth. And uh, he built me a nice 7.6 Corky, which is, uh, describe the build on that Corky real quick again, Ryan, if you don't mind. Yeah, Corkies are glassed EPS core, a low density EPS core, and glassed as normal. So it has a proper, proper shape, proper rail, proper stringer. And then instead of, we cut the glassing process a little bit short. And instead of doing a whole hot coat sand finish, we vacuum bag on some cork. So it's a glass DPS core on the inside with a cork wrap on the exterior that wraps 100% of the board. And that's natural, I, uh, natural cork. I asked him to make um, a wave storm only in his cork build because I just I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to buy a fucking wave storm. Uh, and um, God, he built me a board so much better than a wave storm. I mean, yeah, I didn't really do that, did I? No, you didn't. You built yeah. me like performance oriented board, and it kind of fits. It's a good sightseeing here on uh, That's a nice East, East Cliff Drive. Yeah. Um, as we were overlooking uh, Pleasure Point, 38th, the hook, respectively, going <clears throat> north to south. Anyhow, um, anyway, he built me this corky board, and uh, every person I've showed it to who's ridden it, I've loved it. I like how though. I don't know what the, what's the word for the rails. The rails are chined. I want to say is that the word? Yeah, ch- a chine. You could call, call that a chined rail. It's on the bottom of the board where yeah. there's a chine. It's kind of on the bottom deck, a uh, couple inches in from the rail. Also referred to as a triplane. So that, that board has a bit of a triplane, which means there's a, a narrow inset concave on the board. And then there's like a low point between a low point on each side kind of inset of the rails a couple inches Mm. so theory there being when you're up at speed that inset chine which is a couple inches in from the rail creates like a narrower outline of the board and projects lift within those points Mm. so it surfs like a narrower board than it actually is but it paddles at full width when you're going slow yeah well it feels freaking good that's all i know good and it's uh it's a it's a nice build and so ryan built me a twin fin 
uh, 6'2", 20 and 5'8", two and a half inches thick, approximately, I don't know, 35 liters, somewhere in there. What would you guess? Uh, I'd guess. I mean, it's a hand shape, so I, yeah. I don't have a number on yeah. that, but I'd guess it's less. I'd guess it's yeah. like 32 to 33, maybe. So, so definitely uh, the smallest board I've ever served. And, you know, I haven't lit the world on fire with it uh, by a long shot, but taking it out, just took it out again with you, and we could we could discuss how that went. Um, took it out a handful of times. I tell you, save for the one nice wave I caught and didn't get to my feet, uh, <laughs> I've had no issues on the takeoffs, which was like my biggest fear from the get because it's sub 21 inches. And listen, man, I need, you know, I like a wide board, but I realized I don't necessarily need it as wide as I thought because I can kind of get my hands on that thing and pop up pretty yeah. comfortably on it. Well, why do you think you need a wide board? Uh, people have those assumptions. I right? know. I tell you, Michelle, well, for stability, I guess, but I don't, I don't know. Um, Michelle Genaud, I've had, you know, many boards shaped from him and every time I try to go, I, I was getting a speed seed shape from him and I wanted it like 21. He's like, dude, there's no difference between 21 and 21 and a half for you. You got long arms, you know, yeah, more, mar less margin for error. Like just, let me just make it for you, you know, wide. Um, yeah. And so I guess I just have that in my head. And yeah. also I've been surfing for 10 years and, you know, um, a wide board, you know, is more forgiving, etc. Probably can catch more waves because it's, that, you know, that extra half inch, man. It's not just that half inch that you're getting, right? It's half inch. I don't know. You, you, you build boards. You know better than me. But it's half inch yeah. distributed throughout the board, right? So it adds a lot of, I don't know, yeah, forgiveness. I hear, I hear what you're saying. My take is, is really all about the outline. Yeah. When, if you're talking about the difference in a half inch, it's really just like, I think that impacts the outline and therefore the ability to go on rail and wrap a turn more than it does impact your like wave catching ability or stability. Okay. That. that level of difference is going to contribute to that. This is my opinion. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking a full, full inch, then that's a, a notable difference. Right. At that point, you're bringing that much more foam out that much wider. Right. You know, with a full rail. But it's, it's you've heard it a hundred times, it's the whole package. Right. It's how does, how does everything interact with everything else? How do those dimensions play together? Like your board is two and a half inches thick. You asked for two and five eighths. Uh, I didn't do that. Yeah. But I gave you the same equivalent, like, volume and float that a two and five-eighths board would right. have, but in, in two and a half. So there's more foam throughout the chest. There's more foam at the rails. There's a little bit thicker tail. Yeah. You know, so it's not all about the numbers. It's not even all about the volume. No. Which is, you know, it's, it's tough to know what to think it is about then for if you're not that educated of a surfer. Right. But I guess it just all comes down to trust your shaper. You right. Know? And, and give them enough information to make these decisions. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's, uh, something I appreciate about you is that you've, uh, you know, you've taken some time to, to see me surf and um, <clears throat> see me suck at surfing and uh, and cater to those needs. And, you know, the need I, I was hoping to fill with this shortboard is just to have something I could duck dive, take at the beaches when I'm traveling, etc. And so far, so good. I feel pretty good about it. Again, I haven't killed it on that thing, but I've had basically, I have had two waves that are memorable on it in which I was basically roller coastering or roller coasting or whatever the hell you want to call it and just got some speed going. Pumping is big on that board to get going. Um, pumping, turning. I need work on all of those damn things. But um, anyway... It's nice to be, um, what's the word, ambitious or, uh, I don't know, it feels good to try to um, grow. Uh, yeah, you want to progress. Progress, right? thank you. Yeah. yeah, and so I Everybody think... Everybody wants to progress. Yeah, so I get caught in this kind of wheelhouse, like, well, maybe I should just be 
trying to progress on my big fat 80 egg yeah. <laughs> or on or longboarding because I don't have longboarding mastered you know and there's yeah. a lot of progression to be had longboarding right and is to some people progression is just wanting a bigger wave yeah you know do, doing the same thing but on a bigger wave I, I, I guess you got to define what what progression should be right yeah so in my case I would think progression would be probably surfing at a spot like we surf today like being just more competent at that you know yeah. um another one of your favorite spots which you, you gave me shit for mentioning on the pod which i won't <laughs> do again is yeah. uh you know progressing as a podcaster not mentioning the surf spots there but you go. these two uh, res- uh aforementioned surf spots are at least in my opinion a little more advanced than what i'm typically up uh typically comfortable surfing more short boardy um i don't know anybody there i'm not friends with people there although I, people are friendly i'm not yeah. like in the know like i am at a couple of you know uh, my my favorite spot i'm fucking capitol i don't yeah. think i'm diamond any secret spot out the bunny slope of santa cruz but nevertheless when i'm out there like i get texts like hey we would love to see you out you know come on out again and you know it's oh, like man. rarely do you get that at a surf break right yeah in santa cruz <laughs> in you santa cruz town, you paddle down south yeah somewhere and it was like, hey what's up How's it going? Haven't yeah. seen you here. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I hate that about Santa Cruz. Man, everybody's so so salty here. But there's a couple of spots that, right. that, that salt is removed. So progression would be like, for example, we surf today. And I said, let's go somewhere where I'm a little... I'd, I'd, let me go, because Ryan's a good surfer. And you surf at spots that I normally don't. And uh, I had the right board for it. And I'm glad I went out today. What's one thing, by the way, that you want to progress at? If you want to progress at it. Yeah, I, I think... I'm similar to you. I'm not looking to charge big waves. I'm looking to have better control over my surfing. I think that's it. I don't really want to be like pushed into different scenarios because of the wave. I want to push myself into different scenarios intentionally. Like, I, you know, just on the average four to five foot shortboard wave, I want to have full control over myself. I want to be able to do a top turn and know where I'm going to come down. I want to do couple of hacks and know how far i can push the tail uh, yeah probably want to get a few more barrels yeah just in general it's yeah. been a while since i've found myself in like a good barrel really yeah uh, mostly it happens on surf trips yeah outside of town i know it's uncouth to like brag about a barrel but let's not call it bragging would you describe a, a nice memorable barrel you have if oh, you don't mind sure, or is sure. that okay cool you will do it good yeah um Two, two come to mind, but I'll, I think I think one, one in town. I didn't make it out of that. Okay. But and that's maybe we'll just inform you a little bit of how good it was that it has that good of a memory, even though I didn't make it out. But it was myself and and my buddy Matt, and we were surfing just like a midday lunch break surf um, at one of my favorite left hand beach breaks in town. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't that many people out. It was probably like five foot, uh, and just the day where not a drop of water is out of place yeah you know? like you can you're on the wave and you can just see what the wave is about to do yeah. for the next like 50 60 feet because you just see this uh. perfect little ramp starting to form and it was near the end of our session my buddy matt paddled in and was walking up the stairs and as he turned around like i'm it's my last wave in two right he Hell turned yeah. around to like look at me and and i just had set up perfectly on this left and i see this section about 15 20 feet in front of me and i just know it's what's gonna happen yeah and i just do the gentlest little tuck i'm, I'm trimming you yeah know, i'm not like pumping hard to catch it i'm just trimming i do the gentlest little tuck a slight bend of the knees and like kind of dip my head into my shoulders a little bit and it's just like full cover up for i don't know i mean uh, i'll put a time stamp on it and say two or three seconds yeah who knows which, what the footage which feels, which feels like two minutes yeah and then <clears throat> and i i just got clamped coming out of it <clears throat> and then i looked up at the stairs and my buddy matt's paddling back out 
Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to admit, like, if that yes. is on tap today, he's he's going to get some of that, too. So you not only had that really beautiful moment in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but your friend saw it. Yeah. And we that's that's most important, oh isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's so much more important. <laughs> yeah, especially at a spot where there's no cameras. You can't do that yeah. surfline rewind like everybody yeah. does these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, it matters. And it does. I Partially just to know that, like, yes, that actually did happen, or it was full cover-up. It wasn't just a head dip. Like, yeah, but it's some confirmation on that. I don't know. If I'm honest with myself, I don't know if everyone would admit it, but, like, you want your friends to see you get a good wave. 100%. And it's just, it speaks to your ego or lack yeah. thereof or too much of it. I don't know what part of the ego it does, but it, it's definitely, not like, a. it doesn't feel like a healthy instinct, but yeah. you want your friends to see you get the fucking wave. How about this one? Here's a hot take. Go ahead. Uh, never paddle for the first wave of the set. Mm. Let your buddy take the first wave right. of the set. And then when you get the second or third one, you can, you know, you not only are they watching, but then you can spray them. Yeah, exactly. Bit. And they're like, they're in that, you know, you've had it too, where you're paddling back uh, over the shoulder and someone's coming down the line. Like, and I don't have to know the person. If it looks pretty, I see, I'm like, dude, that would have been the killer picture. Yeah. You know, you have that image in your brain. Yeah. Just looking down from the top of the shoulder. That's a pretty good barrel story. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I wish I had more barrel stories of making it out of barrels. Yeah. I had a bunch down in Mexico. You know, my wife and I did a six-month road trip mm. all throughout. You went the down to Pan American El- Highway, <laughs> and so there's that's just Barrel City. We don't we don't get many barrels in Santa Cruz. There's did a she, few spots. Does your wife surf? Yeah. Is she how regular is she out there? She's a fair weather surfer. Yeah. So all the conditions have to be right. That's like it has to be a nice day. It has to be not crowded. It has to be whatever size she likes, two to three mostly. Like three foot is kind of her happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll go out on a four foot day. She'll go out on a two foot day. Yeah. Um, I think three three foot is a happy spot. And then she's riding either an eight six longboard or a ten foot corky. Nice. Just out in, out in front here at Jack's. Yep. yep. Um, when you say a three foot, for scale, you know, when you think say three foot, what does three foot mean to you? What, what's that wave look like? Say when yeah. you're on it. It can look like a lot of things. Today was probably yeah. three foot. Yeah. There were some standouts. Yeah. But, um, you know, three foot can be fun and punchy if there's a little face to it. I was out Tuesday morning on a three foot day that, that did not have any four foot standouts on it. It was, it was for sure three foot. But the shape of it was just so nice. Yeah. It was like so much more vertical and you had room to pump and gain so much speed mm. versus today at Rockview. Uh, at uh yeah uh, whatever uh, cast out of the bag <laughs> today the three foot was mushy and you couldn't yeah. really do anything with it no no i got one wave there right off the get and i was like fuck yeah it's gonna be a good time but i was i was pumped at least you know i just got it to my feet and got going and then i was too went too far on the shoulder you kind of had to milk it today you got to go straight 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 until it got hot on the inside yeah. turn and go down the line and then let's see, I got thrown over the ledge on the one, and then another one, I, everyone gave it to me, and I totally just cooked it and got to my knees. And got, I probably got, I think I have a good barrel story today. Okay. <laughs> you know? got it. I was got on my knees, one. and it just broke over my head, and I, I took it on my got knees it. for quite a while, which was kind of kooky, too. But, um, and then the main kooky thing was that Ryan rescued me from the rocks. I got caught in the soup trying to co- get back. The tide's pushing, and you gotta, you got to be kind of specific getting out of that spot. And it's I ended up... Sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. And then I, next thing you know, Ryan, came, Ryan of course, caught 
to wave in, was waiting about 10 minutes. Then I was coming in, and I, I think I swung too wide, and the next thing you know, I was like, fuck me, man, I'm stuck here. I got to go back and start over or just climb these rocks, and you just point at the rocks like, go there. And I'm like, all right, I'll listen to you because yeah. you know the spot. And I slipped and slid and slided, and then you emerged and, and rescued my board. And then I climbed up, and uh, you know, I didn't. No damage was done except for just uh, once more to my ego. And um, I don't know. That, that's how our surf session went, at least from my perspective. <laughs> yeah, that spot'll do it. That spot'll do that to you, dude. I bet when the swells up, and you're like, I bet yeah. some people can get smashed out there if you don't yeah. know better. I've de- that. It's for that spot that I started wearing booties. Yes, I didn't wear booties until. I had to like climb up out of those rocks yep. on a high tide day. It makes sense. Yeah. It's a few, a few of those situations and you, like you have to prepare yourself better. Yeah. Booties make the difference in terms of climbing on rocks. Yeah. Slippery, mossy. Yeah. It makes a big difference on that moss. Yeah. And the algae, I guess. Yeah. I might get back into the booty game. I'm 43. What am I? 42, 41. Not, I noticed you had no booties today. I never wear booties. Okay. I'm not a booty guy. Peak winter up north. Peak winter, nada, never. No booties. Well, I don't go too far north than here, but I just don't wear booties. I used to, though. You don't surf Waddell? I do. And I don't yeah. wear booties. It's cold yeah. up there. I know. Man. Boy, it was fucking cold at the hook yesterday morning, too. I mean, yeah. cold, cold. But, dude, if I get a good night's sleep and then I wake up and I exercise, like do a little... I don't know, Adrian, uh, what's his name? Adrian, uh, Adrian Williams, uh, workout or, uh, or, uh, Jess Sims, flash 15 on the Peloton, some free weights, you know, H I H double I T. I don't know what uh, any of these things. Yeah. Are. Cardio, uh, Peloton <laughs> on the Peloton app. If I do a good workout on the Peloton app, Sa- sans bicycle, we sold our Peloton bike. Now I just recommend just f- fuck the bike, dude. Just pay. You could downgrade your subscri- subscription to like 1599 a month. You share it with your wife. You can get a nice little 15, 20, 40 minute workout, you know, body weight if you want we have some weights 15s 25s knock it out on a yoga mat anyway if i do a nice sleep get yeah. that workout in take a straight up cold shower like six seven proper 10 minute shower straight cold i mean, wash you know soap up everything i do everything in the cold you get out you're just like whoo and this, you feel this a day like a starting your day yeah routine? you feel alive dude and it does it's it's you know, in the age of YouTube and Max Huberman or whatever his name is and Joe Rogan yeah. and all that, like all that stuff's out there. And I probably sound like a douchebag just talking about it, but, the, <laughs> but it's real. And to my original point, surfing yesterday at the hook, it was 42 degrees and Ooh. the water felt about the same yeah, and it was like proper rough. cold. And, uh, but boy, you feel like a million bucks when you're in your car driving home or you get in that yeah. shower and like the rest of the day, I, I think it kicks off a lot of dopamine. So I'm kind of a fan of the cold. But, uh, yeah, you just got to commit to it. The tough thing for me, I, I mostly ride my bike to go surfing. Yes. Living here. Yes. Um, point the users, the listeners probably can't see. He's pointing I'm straight pointing. right now. Yeah, straight, <laughs> straight, pointing straight at my house. Um, and, and right now that like that cold on the knuckles when you're riding your bike to the mm. surf is, <laughs> is such a deterrent for me. Yes. And I won't get in the car and go drive a quarter mile. No. It's just, that's nonsensical. No. So I, it's, you know, oh. I've slept in on account of those cold knuckles. The hardest too. part of life showing up. Uh, yeah. I think uh, all of life is showing up and I almost don't even care. Like I sucked it up yesterday too. I got like two waves. There's about a hundred people. All the alphas are out there. There's you know, two feet and firing, you know, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. And there's been no waves for a while. So like everyone's just amped and it's just, it's such a turnoff. But like yeah. I do take solace in that like, well, Hey, 
I strapped it on. I paddled out. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. Did some nice duck dives. Didn't lose my board. Stayed out of the way. Got yeah. one or two waves. I don't know. I was out there 45 minutes. Nice way to start the day. Still getting paddle reps. What are you surfing? I surf like a day like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out this twin. Yeah. I've, I've committed to just surfing this twin until Mexico. Okay. I plan on getting a couple good waves of shipwreck. Yeah. With my friends watching. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mexico. Exactly. Maybe with your friends filming. That'd be a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Last year, unfortunately, someone was filming and it caught it caught all my fucking kookiness. Uh-huh. I actually oh. think I'm going to go to the, the Timber 1, too. I'm bringing my... I can't really think that my cork storm would be pretty sick on that wave, too. Yeah. I mean, the corkies are a good travel board. Yeah. That's if anything, sure. the pad, <laughs> you know, pad of the other board, too, and insulate it, you know? Yeah. So the only thing is that that spot's just so short board heavy and like you almost get like looked at side eye when you're on something big. And yeah, then if you it's, want, a, it's a right, isn't it? Yeah. It's a Actually, great. There's two shipwrecks. There is. There, there is. I'm, I'm only familiar with the one that's way south down in like um, East Cape. That's the one I go to. Okay. And that's the right. That's the right. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of gnarly reef. Yeah. And there's a point you get diced like, up. Yeah. But there's a couple spots I've learned from my last three or four years going down there, you know, the exit and entry. And I actually yeah. got to know a couple people down there by virtue of my buddy. And I don't know, but last year I sucked it up so bad. It fucking sucked, man. And you get in your fucking head about it. And then like, you ever get that? Maybe you don't, but like, after like an hour, like I get kind of gassed and then you feel like you're just paddling into stuff. And it's just not even like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like my paddle is gone. Like it just feels like you're just like, oh, yeah. You know, you just yeah. can't get it. And then you're in your head about it. And then you're like, fuck this. And then you watch your friends kill it, you know? Yeah. And anyway. your pop starts to deteriorate too. Your what? Your pop. Oh, that's for me when I'm done surfing. Yeah. I know is when I, I take that extra step, that extra half step to pop. Yes. And then you just lose all your momentum. What do you do then? Do you just go in and go back a couple hours later or just go, what do you do? Just well, call it? one a day surfs for me. I'm not yeah. doing any double days. I mean, you know, I got a kid and wife and yeah, I heard seven that. jobs. You need to do like. a surf trip, you said. Yeah, I'm actually going to Hawaii well, cool. um, tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Where are you uh, going? I'm going to Kauai. It's it's a family trip. Heck yeah. Um, there's some swell, and I don't exactly know how much time I, I will have to surf, but yeah. I'm not bringing any boards. Yeah. I expect to surf a time or two, but yeah, um, we're on the south end, south end of Kauai for like, I don't know, nine or 10 days. That sounds lovely. Good for you. You got your wife, you got your little girl. How old's your little girl? Yeah, she's two. She's two and change. Mm. And she's ready. We've been talking to her about Hawaii for, you know, I I went again for work, what, um, in February? Yes. And so that was like, Mm. her awareness is kind of starting to become a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, permanent. Mm -hmm. So she remembers when I went to Hawaii in February and we've been talking about it ever since. Like, we're going to get on an airplane. Darling. Yeah, every time she sees a plane, she goes, are they going to Hawaii? <laughs> you know? Dude, I got a good Hawaii. Uh, it's a Maui story. And it was when my boy, now he's nine, was two or one and a half-ish. I'm not proud of the story, but it's it's a story. Okay. And it's I'll share good. it. I'll share it on the pod. So the Giants were in, it was in 2014. It was the last year they won the World Series, yeah, right? Playoff year. So we're at this pretty tits spot with um, a nice pool, nice beach, etc. I think I served. There actually was a left out front of the hotel. I can't remember where it was. And I just started surfing. It's kind of weird too, is I used to be able to go to left, go left a lot better when I didn't yeah. know what I didn't know, but now I suck at going left. It's interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe it's cause you live in Santa Cruz. Maybe so. None. That's right. Um, so anyway, okay. So the giants were playing the Washington nationals. Okay? okay. And we're at this pool and we have our one and a half year old and we've been waiting all week. We got this gift certificate to this really nice restaurant. I can't think of it, but we're going to hold it off for the final night. 
and um and i really don't hardly drink at all anymore but back then i i could tie one on and uh and so the giants are at the the bar the beach the beach bar or whatever right so it's like me my wife my little baby we're watching the game you know and it's progressing and it's a great game it's the nationals dusty baker and the nationals versus yeah. bruce Bochy and the giants and this thing starts to go into the sixth the seventh the eighth and it's like it's like just like neck and neck i think it was freaking scoreless right and the, you yeah. know lots of giants fans in maui so like i you know i remember i was ordering the goddamn longboard ipas uh-huh. right and i remember like putting one down and started yapping and then like kind of like pantomiming to the bar like just stuck on a, around my wife's back like one more, one more, you know yeah. and like he would just switch them out real quick <laughs> and like a I, good move. yeah I throw that That's down one more like and i'm like three four deep and like those ipas sneak up on you yeah and we had this big dinner plan especially in hawaii or just on vacation yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we had this dinner planned and whatever. So, like, time just, you know, you're in a, a warp zone because, you know, the freaking IPAs can start to blur uh, time and all sense of reality. And uh, now I'm friends with everybody at the bar, uh-huh. and Pablo slaps, like, a big triple, and now it's in 10 innings. Finally, Darcy goes, Jeff, we're, we got we have dinner at 6.30. Now it's, like, I don't know, 5.45 or something. She's like, you hold Joe. She passes me the baby. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go get ready. And you, you dropped know. him. Yeah. Not yet. No. <laughs> I almost... Uh, I remember... Uh, I remember... So you hold Joe. I'm going to go get ready. And I, remember, I do remember she hand, handed me Joe. And I'm at the bar still holding him, right? I'm still in... Everything's fine. Yeah. This doesn't have, like, a bad, bad ending. It's more funny. And I remember this woman, just random woman at the bar was like... Your baby's so cute. I'd love to hold them. If you get tired of holding them, I'd be like, take them. And just like passing them right to her immediately, <laughs> right? Stranger. And like, pass them around, whatever. Like I'm watching yeah. these giants. I got like a proper beer buzz going. Yeah. Joe's into that? Joe's one and a half. So I don't know. He was, it was, a, it didn't matter, right? He loves baseball now. He loves the Dodgers, by the way, which is, um, that's the problem. I don't know what that says about my, uh, my parent, my father. Yeah. What he thinks of me as a father. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, okay. Long story short. Darcy calls down to me. I don't even think, I think I had a Blackberry then, you know, uh-huh. maybe it was iPhone. Pilot. I don't know. Yeah. I, I remember being stuck between the Palm and the Blackberry deba- debating what the future of, you know, sure. uh, enterprise technology is going to be. Is it, is it stylus or not? We're back to the stylus <laughs> now, by the way. Are we? iPad Pro, everything is, is pencil based. Hmm. You know, um, I have one. I just got one. Alex Check of Oroco yeah. does all of his stuff on his iPad with the stylus. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not surprised. Um, Procreate is the software for that, and I, I used it on my friend's laptop or on my friend's iPad a couple months ago in San Diego, and I was hooked. And I've been doing Illustrator for 20 years, like I'm mm, a veteran in that space doing digital design. And this iPad thing was so damn convenient. Mm. It's so such an improvement from Illustrator. Click That's and draw. Interesting. Well, you know, she texts me on my Palm. Or uh-huh. my BlackBerry, I can't remember which or did one. Did she BBM you? She's like, yeah, <laughs> good knowledge. <laughs> it wasn't a, a BBM. Outstanding knowledge. And so anyway, she's like, Jeff, let's. It's time to go. I said, all right, cool. I gotta go. Said my goodbyes. I remember holding Joe, and the second I stood up, being like, oh no, this is not gonna go well. Like, I've been over. <laughs> I've been overserved. Oh, and not si- going down. Not, not sick or anything. Just more like balance. And yeah, I remember standing in the elevator. I remember clutching Joe with both arms, being like, "Dude, you are. You drank too much. You <laughs> fucked up." And just leaning against the the, the elevator, you know, like. Yeah. And then I went and got dressed, and Darcy's like, "Jeff, what the fuck?" You know, like so mad at me, and rightfully slow. I was so sloppy, and yeah. I could I wasn't hungry. I remember like we went to dinner. She was fuming, uh, and like at the oh, server, no. like I could hardly talk, dude. Like the server's like, and I remember like laughing and just not even like 
I just think about booze and which is why I don't like it. And it just feels like poison now in my older age is that you just, your body has to metabolize it. And it's just, if you're like drank too much, you're just fucked until like 12 hours later. Yeah. Your sleep's going to suck. Everything. Just not a fan. But anyway, that's my Maui story. When my kid was approximately your age and we were a nice young optimistic couple like you two are. I I could see that. I could see that in this hour. (laughs) I saw many outcomes of that story. None of which involved you bringing Joe back home with you. So I think the fact that you at least made it back to the spot or made it to dinner with the boy, that's good. Yeah, you saw many ends to that story. And it was a little anticlimactic, I imagine. But um, anyway, that's, that's, what I, that's, that's where my head went. So anyway, you built a beautiful longboard for uh, a friend. Uh, it didn't look like your typical build. You, uh, Ryan, by the way, timbersurfco.com. Is it timbersurfco.com? Yes, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you make um, you make eco-friendly boards. I mean, that's your ethos, and and I, I appreciate that you seem to walk the walk along with your talk. I, you know, with without any evidence, I think a lot of people talk about caring for the environment, but then they don't really do shit about it. Yeah, and there's, uh, there's some greenwashing out there for sure. Yeah, and and I think uh, I know like surfboards are not good. Yeah. for the planet right yeah <laughs> but surfing is good for the planet <laughs> there <laughs> so you go it's good balance you're trying to find a middle ground there yeah you know it's crazy so i uh i was speaking to some guys at firewire and they're making about 90 boards a day right now in their thailand factory 90 boards a day wow imagine the just the, day in day out every single day 90 surfboards mm. coming out and so yeah surfboard like doing things greener and cleaner on my scale i make probably 90 boards a year right you know like that it sends a message and you know vote with your dollar like if people elect to buy a cleaner surfboard that obviously is is valuable for like market research right and to get those bigger guys to do things cleaner and firewire is doing that and that's really where the impact comes in right where those massive companies that are actually doing things a little bit more intentional Unlike freaking Wavestorm, right? And and th- all those mass manufactured pop out like yeah. the boards that are coming out of the same factory, right? That stuff is is tragic. Are you a fan of Fireware? I like where they're going. Um, I like where they're going, and I've been fortunate enough to get to know some of the guys like high up in that company. Oh, and, cool! And I really appreciate their perspective on things. Mm-hmm. They have a good ethos. Their right factory on. is like the only lead lead certified yeah. factory. L E E D. Right. Is that it? Yeah. Is that right? You get lead points. That's right. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're doing things right. They're definitely like leading the space of clean production. Cause you can't really begrudge anyone for being wildly successful. At least I don't. Yeah. So, you know, like for example, if you all of a sudden were just timber was the hottest thing and you scaled up to where you're producing whatever, 90 boards a day out of your factory, I'd be like, good on you, mate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And truth is like, I could make a lot more money. I could make more money. I don't know how, you know, what the scale is, but yeah. I could make a better margin on my boards if I cared less about that kind of stuff. Right. And that's the thing about sustainable business is it doesn't mean shit if you can't sustain it. And so like, you know, you have to eat certain compromises along the way in order to get a viable product into the market that actually makes a, a bit of an impact. So what you're saying is, um, so what you appreciate about Firewire, at least what I'm hearing is that for them to be a mass board manufacturer, they do, it's not just talk that they, sure. that they, they do that. What, for sure. And they're like, they're becoming more of a technology company mm. as opposed to a label on, mm-hmm. on boards. So if they, you know, they're buying up brands left and right. So they have like, right. I don't know, nine 
different labels under the Firewire brands, yeah. meaning that's all the boards they manufacture in-house. Yeah. CJ's yeah. label... Um, they distribute Thunder, yeah they distribute for him apparently they're a distributor okay. I, I think Thunderbolt's manufactured in I want to say China I think they're glassed in China it's probably Thailand it's probably at Firewire's okay. facility because okay. Firewire Could is be. like super advanced CNC construction right and I'm talking like they CNC pockets for I probably shouldn't go too deep into it yeah. um, out of respect for them but yeah um, they are wizards with the CNC machine got it really set up a uh, an incredibly sof- uh, sophisticated production process. Have you seen anyone ripping on a Firewire? Yeah, I mean, all those, like, sci-fi Tomos, yeah. you know, the, the I, new sh- super shiny white LFT boards that are coming out of there. Yeah, anec- go. Anecdotally, I see more people like me surfing Firewires uh-huh. than people like you surfing Firewires. Interesting. <laughs> I think I just... Well, that's funny. I see a lot more people around here ripping on Pizels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Because I don't think it's to do with the caliber of the board. Mm. It's just interest in marketing. You know, everybody can make a pointy thruster that right. goes as good as the next that's one. Good point. Yeah. It's in, uh, yeah. It's just like filling the shelves. Where are those? Like Firewire makes 90 boards a day. Mm. How many boards a day do you think they sell? I don't know, but they've had some fire, not fire sales, but some deep discounts on some inventory uh, yeah. last two quarters, I think. You know, they have a consignment. Yeah. Model. And that's what Michelle, you know, has mentioned that to me too. And I know other surfers are, you know, it, you know. Again, it's 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 all in the game of business, you know. So it's like I don't know. It's it's hard to uh, get mad at it, but I could see it being a frustrating obstacle for a local shaper because there's so many local shapers in this town, and I'm like, I don't know. Like at least personally, I have trouble surfing something that, like, if I'm that's my thing. If I'm gonna suck at surfing, I might as well be sucking and at least have a local board <laughs> yeah like yeah i suck at surfing yeah. but i spent uh, 1200 bucks on this long board or whatever right as opposed to like i suck at surfing and i have a puddle jumper a libtech puddle jumper i got at o'neill i don't know yeah. why again maybe that's just more shallow ego shit i mean hey you bought it at o'neill it's true it's good you point. know yeah. like that's uh, i'm, that's I'm with you there vote with your dollar for sure in any way that you can and it's just it's just nice to support some local builders such as yourself yeah. and uh you know um who did I have? Kyle Johnson, Juice Box is a great, yeah. you know, cool dude. I really dug him. I, I love Michelle, obviously. His, his boards are beautiful. I mean, his the little niche that he's carved out: sign yeah. painter, muralist, and board maker. And his branding is like on point. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Juice Box, Fuck the yeah. little Juice Box illustration, cursive. So yeah, yeah. What's a good board with a horrible logo? Uh, Lost. I think Mayhem. That Mayhem oh, the logo. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> Their, board, their boards are good. I've had a couple of them over Lots the years. Lots of great boards. I really don't like Matt Biolis. Yeah. For some reasons you probably know. Yeah. We talked about. But, like, their logos are just bad. I do like the Lost with the dot, dot, dot logo. Yeah, the old with the planet. But, like, with the, the planet mayhem. I mean, that looks about as aesthetically relevant and pleasing as a barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. And you know? maybe they came about in the same era. Totally. Right? But Absolutely. They, but like... People stop getting barbed wire tattoos. I agree. So stop buying fucking. It's like an affliction. Logo, it's like guys. an affliction T-shirt. Yeah, and they're like they. Uh, I don't know what their revenue is. I mean, they have a massive team oh, yeah. of riders. Yeah. You know, like Carissa Moore. Yeah. obviously is. The, yeah, they're one of their biggest riders. Yeah, but, uh, they're basically a T-shirt company. I think when it comes down to it, like mm. that's probably where their margins come from the most. Soft over goods. boards. Yeah. yeah, and that hurts. Well. I've had a handful of losts, and I, I agree. They're pretty good boards. That MR yeah. was really... I appreciated that board. I made room for the um, for the other used board I bought off you and, and kind of moved that along. 
that round nose fish, like that retro round nose fish. Yeah, you know, my buddy Jason board. loves that board. My other buddy uh, Jason freaking loves the puddle jumper. You know, yeah. Yeah, he puddle makes some good boards. Popular. Yeah, it's a popular one. Yeah, it's interesting. There's not like if you look at famous shapers versus famous shapes. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to kind of dissect. Like the puddle jumper is super big, crowd killer not so much, mm. driver not so much. It's, it's almost like each. You know, Pizel has the ghost. Like, each shaper mm-hmm. has one shape that gets super popularized. Hypto Crypto's got the... Mm-hmm. Or Hayden Shapes got the Hypto Crypto. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I had a listener, Shabby, email me. He just... He's not a, much of a short boarder. He's kind of in the same shoes I am in terms of a surfer. But he got a... He said he was in the... On the on the lookout for a short boarder. And he landed, like, a 6'2 or 6'4 Hypto Crypto. And he said he's, like... He, he likes it a lot and that yeah. shape that shape is a pretty cool looking shape right yeah good shape kind of egg yeah Egg-ish. and that that guy pissed off a lot of shapers too didn't he somehow yeah yeah he's doing some interesting things though right now yeah um so i think he he pissed off the industry a bit when he moved over to i don't know san clemente that's probably he moved over to southern california uh-huh. somewhere uh and just like guns blazing like came in big and the community did not accept it. Mm. This factory just kept getting like graffitied and oh, really? pretty pretty aggressive, the distaste that was had. Wait, no, that's JS. Oh, that it? occurred to JS too. Oh, okay. Uh, that's probably who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was JS. That's okay. right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you see what Hayden Shapes is doing now? He's like Mm-mm. making, getting into more like art and yeah. home good kind of stuff. He has a coffee table collection that's made of resin. Good for him. Do you know his name? Hayden Hayden No Alright Hayden Shape Yeah <laughs> That must be it Well God bless him All yeah. right. He made a good board Incidents. He kicked ass with it industry. He's also like sold like Clear boards For like 30 grand And stuff like yeah. that Like partnered with Balenciaga Just some kind of High fashion yeah. deals too Daniel Arsham Daniel Arsham's a famous sculptor That okay. does some really cool shit um, And he partnered with Arsham To make a cement surfboard And it's like Kind of got like Tear away zones in it that have been crumbled you're so well informed and you're a pretty smart guy and i was shocked to hear you say tell me a while back when we went to the underwhelming jizza show that you like you don't read books no (laughs) no i do not read books no my wife hates it because she loves reading books and she loves reading books in bed yeah and so whenever it's time to go to bed I'm just sitting there like the lights are on and i'm just like what the fuck am i supposed to do here and i don't do phones how come you don't read books Man, I just don't got it. I just tell you, I read I read books when I'm on vacation. So sure. I'm bringing the book to Hawaii. What are you bringing? I have a a Neil deGrasse Tyson's newest book, Cosmic Perspectives. That sounds cool. And that's it. I'm big right. into like I'm big into science that can be explained mm. in a way that is easy for me mm. to understand. You know, Bill Bryson has a book called A Brief History of Nearly Everything. Mm-hmm. And he just explains, and same with Neil deGrasse Tyson, they mm. have this trait where they explain the most complicated concepts out there in such beautiful layman's terms. Layman's terms, yeah. And that's what I need. Yeah. I'm into, uh, I like teenage novels lately. We read uh, Hunger, Hunger Games to my, uh, I read to my boys every night. Okay. So I do read. I don't really teenage count Teenage novels like uh, with Hardy Boys? <laughs> Almost. That. Uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. We, uh, we, we finished. Uh, was that, that was a book first then. Uh-huh. Before it was, it was oh, yeah. film. Oh, yeah. And now we're reading um, Girl on Fire or something, which is the second installment of the three-part okay. Katniss Everdeen series. Does and it, it's macabre, dude. Like there's some violent scenes in it. A yeah. little six-year-old lays there. He, like, loves that shit, dude. What do you, like, you just, like, read it aloud? I read it on my phone. Okay. Yeah, I lay in bed, 
uh, with my hmm. boys. They share a room. I lay with the younger one, and you know I have it on my phone, uh, so the lights are out, and then I turn my screen all the way dark. Daniel yeah. watches me scroll the words. It's always good for your kid to see words as you're reading them, okay. you know. And uh, you know, I just kind of it's probably not the best sleep training, but I, you know, I'll just go until one of them falls asleep, and I'm like, all right, that's it. See ya. Yeah. And how long does that take? About 20 minutes. Sometimes I'm into it. Like, sometimes I really enjoy it. And I, I, we read the I Survived series. Those are like historical fiction. It's like, I survived the Chicago, we just finished the Chicago fires of 1875. God, there's like Nazi invasion. There's some dark stuff we read. Yeah. September 11th. And scrolling on the phone doesn't bother you like that? I kind of like it. Do you get like any time to turn the page it does no dude and you could scroll so it just can just keep flowing yeah you could just keep scrolling up oh man that'd give me anxiety and the wa- and, and the words just keep flowing you don't you could mimic like a page turning thing but i'm like if you're going digital i don't want to mimic anything like it should fit yeah. the format so what's Fine. nice is you could turn the screen to black you could turn the the, the font to like sepia tone so it's really easy yeah. on the eyes and then you could just kind of float you know through the words and you double click to make a bookmark and you know probably still chapters huh like there's still that kind of divide definitely it's all it's all set up just like a normal book it's published exact exact same format uh but it's it's kind of convenient for reading to your kids at night yeah in my opinion so i've never done um never done a digital book yeah kindle or any of that audiobook yeah for sure yeah i like audiobooks podcasts yeah i i don't know man i'm so i need to be as efficient as possible for myself to be happy and content yeah. And part of that requires like me getting some info in the ears yeah. and simultaneously doing something, making a craft or yeah, what have you. You listen to podcasts like I do. You probably listen all the time, huh? All the time. Yeah. What do you listen to these days? Um, I just recently, so Joe Rogan for the last yeah. six months has been a big one. Yeah. Um, I think just because of the length of them, the curiosity, like, yeah. like I said, talking about explaining complicated yeah. concepts, and although sometimes he's overconfident or confidently incorrect sure. Sure. a lot of the time, but, yeah. um, that's been on in yeah. Theo Vaughn is a comedian. Theo Vaughn's outstanding. Yeah. I just started getting into his podcast. Yeah. He just has a way of like the opposite end of the spectrum of just kind of being like a klutz, yeah. you know, but not being intimidated he's by so, smart. He's so sharp, dude. Well, he, I think he is. You have to be sharp to be funny like that. He's on. He's on it. Super I mean, he's quick, quick. With his jokes. Do you remember Theo on Road Rules? Uh-uh. I was a Road Rules real world junkie in yeah, high school. He I've was a really he was a it. he was a participant in like when he was like 19 years old on Road Rules. He was one of the characters. Is I mean, it, that's probably what started his career. Well, I don't know. And then he emerged as doing stand up. And uh, anyway, I'm a big fan of Theo Vaughn. And uh, his story of sobriety is pretty inspiring too. He's got kind of a gnarly story of it where he hit rock bottom, which is kind of cool to look up on YouTube or whatever. But um, yeah, what's that? I don't know what that podcast is called, but it's good. Theo Vaughn's. It's called this past weekend yes i think yes uh, he just has some isms like some isms that he says on repeat and you think man that you're saying that for the laughs but then it just keeps coming up like he says you know i was with this girl doing some sex <laughs> like, yeah exactly nobody says it that you're, you're doing sex and he's like all right this guy's got jokes but yeah. then every time he says it it's exactly that do you listen to the grit Surf Splendor? No. I oh, don't, I don't with Chas Smith? enjoy Chas Smith. You don't enjoy Chas Smith? No. I read his book. Yeah. I'll Which one? You know, Cocaine and Surfing. Have you the read, second one. Have you read Paradise? Welcome to Paradise. Go to Hell. No, it's about the North Shore. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah. 
but then, Ch- you know, I need to schedule a vacation to read it. I like Chad Smith a lot, actually. And he mentioned he loves baseball. And so I Instagram, I DM'd him. I said, let's talk baseball in the pod. He's like, absolutely. And then yeah. I hit him back like, you know, let's do it. And then I was Easter and I said, cool. And then like, I was kind of lazy and not into it. And like a week later, he has he read it, but hasn't replied, which is fine. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, I'm a fan of Chad Smith. You are a fan. <laughs> I love Chad Smith. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't really put into words why I like him, but I just do. Yeah. Interesting. I'll say I very much appreciate that he exists in the industry because yeah. he just like calls all the bullshit out. Yeah. Um, Peter King does a good job with that too. Yeah. Uh, He's not like calling, calling everything out. Yeah. Is he putting out content on YouTube and stuff like that still? Peter King? Yeah. Um, he used to have that he's, tour notes. He's on a, he's got a podcast going okay. um, with Barton. Yeah. Barton Lynch. Barton Lynch. Yeah. And that's part of the New Earth Project. And that's uh, none, it's not under, it's not branded with WSL? Correct. It's not. Good. Because no. WSL is brutal yeah and that's kind of a lot of what they have to say is you know, oh, really p- p- picking out the flaws and oh, the wsl is going i'm gonna look that up yeah listen man we went surfing we potted you're going to hawaii tomorrow yeah i gotta pack i gotta clean i appreciate your friendship dude thank you for taking my kooky ass along to your spots and letting me kook it up not making me feel too shitty about it oh more the merrier man <laughs> you got a good attitude dude yeah come, come with i mean more often we always try to surf. i know i appreciate Just you having time, me along timelines are what they are yeah some family folk i like this board you gave me i want to i want to aspire aspirational that's the word i was looking for i want to aspire to get better at it do you have any um advice as a uh beyond just getting wet yeah i think both of us were on the wrong board for that wave today mm. um and so my advice to you is to get better at that board or to understand where that board really thrives mm. uh, have it in in a, the right wave okay yeah that'll help my surfing on it for sure yeah for sure and i'm not saying like put you in a challenging position like a wave that you're not comfortable surfing just just a different shape and tell me about the shape of this board and and what wave it's appropriate for yeah so that's that that's like a moderate rocker full volume twin fin has really low tail rocker moderate nose but has a lot of foam all throughout Um, a lot of foam at the rails so it's got good float for you um, that rocker is kind of stretched through the nose so it's relatively flat from like kind of in between your feet to like under your chin mm. when you're paddling i mean i mean like yeah i say when you're paddling it's from shin to chin yeah we'll say it's a relatively flat spot yeah uh and then it kind of flips up in the nose to hit that moderate rocker and so it, you can you can get up on a steep wave and have a bottom turn and then explode out of that mm. and then it'll trim really good but you kind of need to give it that first little bit of speed yeah to get it going yeah and the wave like we were on today was just mushy yeah and so there's no opportunities to get that thing really fast enough right where you can take advantage of like the twin fin setup so like a fish would have been appropriate today fish would have been good yeah i mean the wave was just mushing out yeah. too. like i don't think anybody really scored that good today right Right. Um, but I would say you want a little bit steeper face okay. on that wave. Hmm. Like the hook. If you surf the hook yeah. a lot and you can get that thing front side, yeah. that'd be a good way to get to know it. All right. Feel it pumping and feel it like it does does really well climbing the face of the wave and like mm. doing long pumps. Yeah. Bigger pumps. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for doing another pod. I love exploiting my friends for pod content. Yeah. And timbersurfco.com, Instagram, timbersurfco. All the, that's it. All the All things. things. Catch, cool. us, catch us on chat GPT. Uh, <laughs> I think a couple listeners have gotten boards from you too. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah. 
um, that looks, the mad scientist down in Morro Bay. Yeah. Patrick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. In fact, he sampled, uh, my podcast for a song he? and he called it, <laughs> yeah, he, he says he loves the term alpha kook, which I, yeah. uh, which I coined. I said, it's all yours, man. You could use it. Yeah. Take good. it. Creative yeah. licensing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. To anyway. everybody that has a board, send some notes back. <laughs> yeah. Send some pictures, send some comments and feedback. Like I'd love to hear from them. That's the thing. The I, I don't know. Uh, you know, as a listener, if you're intimidated by shapers or what, but through the years I've learned that there's nothing to be scared of and talking to a shaper they will reply to you if they're worth their weight in salt you know and uh, ryan would certainly would too and you're really interactive and pretty supportive and very approachable i think is the word so anyway safe travels over to Kauai. uh aloha mahalo maliki maka pakalolo right on yep that's all i got <laughs> god bless you dude yeah thank you for coming on likewise bro thank you oh hey speaking of that song that i mentioned from the great uh, patrick luttrell the mad scientist down in Morro Bay, the central coast of California, wanted to play that tune. It features a sample from this very pod. You know you're big time when they're sampling you on tunes, right? Anyway, very prolific. The mad scientist, uh, prolific to say the least, very creative guy. And uh, I told Patrick I'd get this thing on the, on the pod, so here you are. I believe it's called Alpha Kook, a term that uh, I guess I coined. I don't know. I'm proud of Alpha Cook. I think I'm going to patent that. I used it. He likes it. I said, you can run with it, brother. And you could use it too, podcast listener. Just want to say thank you for listening. And uh, shoot, enjoy this song. Alpha Cook. Bitch. Wait, get back into the booty game. Booty game. Booty game. Booty game.